Good morning, and thank you for joining me once again as we have made our way to the book of uh, 1 Chronicles, to chapter 29. So this is going to be the, the final chapter of the book of 1 Chronicles. And so today we're going to go all the way into the first three chapters of 2 Chronicles. So we're just going to continue uh, moving forward. And we're going to come back uh, uh, to emphasize uh, the final section of 1 Chronicles, that, that which begins in verse 26 of chapter 29. So that's going to be our emphasis. So let's say just a word about uh, what's going on here. Uh, the um, we saw yesterday this, this uh, charge uh, to Solomon in, in regards to the, uh, the building of the temple and God's faithfulness and the, the warning uh, that Solomon is to be faithful uh, to God. We see uh, the description of uh, the offerings that are being prepared uh, for uh, the celebration of the temple. Uh, we see uh, David's uh, prayer and his, his great admission of, of uh, his own inadequacy, but yet the faithfulness of God in, in raising up uh, these people. And then we see uh, there, uh, just before the description of the death of David, uh, the uh, anointing of Solomon as uh, the king. And so uh, we see the death of David. We're going to come back to that. That closes out this book. Now, Second uh, Chronicles begins uh, with uh, Solomon uh, having been recognized and established as the king, and we're told that he, is, he prays for wisdom. And that's a very wise thing, uh, that uh, a leader of God's people would pray uh, for wisdom. Uh, because of that, uh, he is blessed with great wealth. Uh, chapter 2 tells us uh, that he is going to apply that great wealth and he's going to lead the nation to do that, uh, which he said he would do, namely uh, build the temple. And then chapter 3 uh, details the actual building uh, of this temple. And so, uh, as I said, we, we want to emphasize the, the final few verses of chapter 29 of 1 Chronicles that tells us of the death of David. So let's read, beginning in verse 26. Thus David, uh, the son of Jesse, reigned over all of Israel. Uh, the time that he reigned over Israel was 40 years. He reigned seven years in Hebron and 33 years in Jerusalem. And then he died a good age, full of days, riches and honor. And Solomon his son reigned in his place. Now, the Acts of King David from first to last are written in the Chronicles of Samuel the Seer and in the Chronicles of Nathan the Prophet and in the Chronicles of Gad the Seer with accounts of all of his rule and his might and all of the circumstances that came upon him and upon Israel and upon all the kingdoms of the countries. And so the writer of Chronicles uh, is uh, reminding us of the, uh, the history of David, that, that his, uh, the royal reign extended uh, for 40 years in two different places, uh, most of it uh, having occurred there within the precincts of Jerusalem. And that David, in, in a sense, dies uh, what biblically would be called a, a good death. Notice there in uh, verse 28, a good age, full of days, riches, and honor, and then he's succeeded uh, as was planned for uh, by Solomon uh, the son. And then he, the, the writer goes on to explain that, that you can find the details of the life of David uh, in the various records. Uh, but I think what I would say here uh, today that indeed, while David's death was a good death, it was a death. 
And it's the reminder uh, that all of us will go the way of all men. Uh, that is namely uh, that we uh, will die. And it's a reminder that uh, each of us lives under this curse uh, that came to us through Adam as he uh, violated the warnings of God, that God had given to him everything and that he was in need of nothing, and yet this one prohibition was placed before him to not eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, and warn in the day that you shall eat of it, in that day you shall surely die. Well, he did, and God did, and he did. That is, uh, that God did exactly what he said. Uh, he brought death upon Adam and all descended from Adam. So David's death reminds us that as blessed as he was, he's still a child of Adam. He is subject to the curse of death, and all who are descended from Adam are subject to the curse of death. And so as I've noted a number of times, that the death of David by way of contrast causes us to anticipate a king who is not dead. Now, Jesus died, but he died because of the curse that came into the realm, because of the rebellion of Adam. He did not die because he was, in a sense, under that curse. He, didn't, he never sinned, but he received in himself that curse of death to deliver us from death. And so David's death reminds us of the need of one who will defeat death for us. The one who defeated death for us is David's greater son, our King, our Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. And so uh, uh, kind of like the author of Hebrews reminds us one of the problems with human priests is if you get a good one, they keep dying. Well, David was a good king, but he was a human king, and he was a, a, a king that had his own faults and failures, and that ultimately, even though he was a great king, he died. And so we are reminded that our king the king that fulfills the promises made to David is the king who, uh, by virtue of his indestructible life, he lives to rule and reign forever. He lives to intercede for us. And so I'm thankful that I don't look to a, a king like David, but I look to a king whose name is the Lord Jesus Christ. And so the death of David uh, reminds us of the great blessing uh, that comes to us, uh, the certainty uh, that death has been defeated by David's greatest son, our Lord Jesus Christ. I pray that this is a blessing to your day, and I look forward to meeting you once again tomorrow.